When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. We've got the firestorm here, and we are talking about chart shapes today, which is, I think, we put that in intermediate category, yeah? Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I feel like almost every beginning of an episode, I have like, let's talk about shapes, baby. Like, I have that stuck <laughs> in my head for every single episode that we do, and I'm like, I can't sing that every every time but just so you all know that's in my my brain and i hope it's all in your brain now it's your moment mimi go for it (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done my warm-up so (laughs) Uh, well before we dive into shapes make sure that you follow us over on our socials over on instagram is the best place to get all of the details and this particular episode will be great to check out our instagram because I will be posting images that go along with these chart shapes that will come out so you can kind of have a visual of what that means. This is definitely a visual episode that we know we're Mm -hmm. talking about, but we're going to do our best to make our words come to life. But follow us over on Instagram (laughs) at the Stars Mimi podcast. You can follow us individually at magical.bookclub, mimis.me, harveymountain.alchemy, divine alignment with Martha. You can, we are on all the things and definitely, definitely, definitely check out our Patreon. (laughs) That's the biggest thing that we always want to shout out. And what's up to all of our patrons out there. Thanks for making magic with us over there and check us out at patreon.com slash stars made me do it. And Mm -hmm. actually also, if you join us on Patreon and on Instagram, then we can use your charts as examples if you so wish. So during this episode, we asked for um, any example charts that people would be willing to share. And we're going to be using your charts for this episode. So if you ever want to have like a little mini insight into your chart regarding whatever it is we're talking about for an episode, that's a really good way to take advantage of that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, <laughs> I feel like Let's talk to- about <laughs> shapes. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like shapes when it comes to chart shapes, it's not always obvious because depending if you've got all the asteroids turned on on your whatever program you're using, if you, you know, aren't you it's not just always no. going to be obviously like here's a square, here's a triangle. And again, that's not even what we're talking about. Those are more aspects. But chart shapes are basically different themes that show up regularly in people's birth charts. And not everybody has one. Not every chart has a shape. But very often, you will find similar shapes and they have certain meanings to them. So we're going to be going through what the most common shapes that an entire birth chart would make, knowing that we normally focus on just the 10 planets for it. Yeah, I've actually never even 
dove in into chart shapes at all until we decided to do this episode because my chart doesn't have a shape. So I just never, most of my learnings from astrology comes from wanting to learn more about my own chart. So I just have never given into it. So I'm sure a lot of people, this will be new. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. The thing I'm most grateful for about how I learned chart shapes um, from a former astrologer teacher, Sheila Height, she's amazing, check her out, uh, is like totally remove any of the planets and replace them with just lines or with dots. And then you'll really get to see what comes out of that. You'll be able to see what houses are really activated. You know, is there a big cluster in this certain section? Do you have only half of your chart being uh, filled with planets? And like, you can remove the actual planet glyphs and just have the visual of a big black line going through your chart. Also, to only include the planet's placements. I think especially when you're starting out at looking at chart shapes to exclude, you know, asteroids, the nodes, any um, parts, you know, any like Chiron, any of that stuff, and just use the 10 planets to start. And then if you have like, like for me, for example, I do really re resonate with my Chiron. I do think of it as kind of like a an 11th planet in my chart, but it's not, you know, when we look at it more officially. Uh, then when you get more comfortable with shapes, you get more comfortable with your chart, you can kind of see, oh, actually, this extra planet that I, or asteroid that I really relate to is going to give another extra little push towards this shape and see how you resonate with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's you know, we I feel like we have been diving into so many of the other, you know, pieces of astrology outside of just the 10 <laughs> planets. And so this is like a big reminder to whoop, like <laughs> scale back in <laughs> just <laughs> just to the 10 planets, because that is what's going to create that shape. And, you know, things are going to obviously fall into, you know, sometimes you have asteroids or like then I've got the node conjunct my moon, you know, things like that that are going to have importance. But to really understand your chart shape, 10 planets and the planets in astrology reminder include the sun and the moon. So yeah, I mean, we have this as like an unofficial intermediate episode, but actually it's a very basic concept. It's just that it's not something that you need in order to like really understand the chart you know if you go your whole life without knowing about your chart shape you still have a very strong knowledge of your chart you know I kind of acquaint it to the same thing as like when we're doing the part of fortune or the part of spirit episodes it's like just a little extra flair to add on top mm. of your ice cream oh love oh. a good flair on ice cream <laughs> <laughs> love a good Marthaism. <laughs> 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 all right so let's get into it there's seven main shapes to a chart before we do housing system matters so actually your chart shape can change depending on what system you use because the shape is dependent on houses on what houses are being filled with planets so if you use a different housing system for example all of the examples that we're using today are going to be through the whole sign system but if they were you know shifted into placidus they could actually be a completely different shape or not have the shape that, you know, we're using them as an example for. Yeah. And go ahead and listen to our Placidus versus whole sign episode if you're interested in learning what that means. We're mm -hmm. learning a little bit more about what that means. All right. So the first shape of these uh, seven main shapes is the seesaw. So basically what it looks like is we've got two opposing clumps of planets. So say you have um a 
two stelliums in the fourth and the fifth house and then two stelliums in the eighth and no in the 10th and the 11th house those two clumps are opposing each other and they are forming what looks like a seesaw yeah like big opposition energy mm-hmm. which would make sense that balance is key seeking balance in that situation and the constant push and pull because if you have that seesaw i mean i love i love when things are just appropriately named and it makes a lot of sense because (laughs) a seesaw has that balance going back and forth and the only way to you know if you want to like really stay balanced on that seesaw is to make sure you have equal weight on each side so you you know you play that game but it's never really going to happen you have to bounce back and forth between the two and so it is jumping from one side of the seesaw to the other side of the seesaw that balancing energy and yeah, I think it's a great name for that shape. Yeah. Yeah. When making this episode, I asked ChatGPT to give me little blurbs about all of them. And what it said about people with seesaw charts, it's people with this pattern tend to experience a constant back and forth struggle between the two opposing areas of life represented by the planets involved. It can it can lead to a sense of internal conflict and a need to find equilibrium and harmony between different aspects of life. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And our example chart for this is um, Aaron. They follow us on Instagram and um, she has this clump. It, honestly, kind of close to a splash, which we'll get to as well, because her two clumps are kind of wide. So the first clump goes like spans from the eighth house to the 11th house. And then the second clump spans from the second to the sixth house. So all of these are opposing each other. And so what you get from that is looking at the houses that these clumps come in and to really see where, what areas of your life are really kind of bringing this push and pull energy to you, right? It's just all of this opposition. So you may feel like you're constantly having to tend to like one thing and then having to tend to the exact opposite thing. And there's sort of like, you're the in-between, you're the mediator. I really like her chart as an example, because I think it goes back to what we said at the beginning, how sometimes finding the the shape of someone's chart can be difficult. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like when you Google what a seesaw should look like, because it is so spread out. So it's just a a good chart to look at because it's like, okay, just because they're not all in the same house, oppositing, opposition to another house, it doesn't mean it's not a seesaw. Yeah. 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 And, and this would be an example where I like the two kind of clumps, you know, the two sides of the seesaw here are like Mimi said, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th versus two, four, five, six. And that kind of gives us an idea of this, you know, top half of the chart versus the bottom half of the chart, this very public Mm -hmm. versus this very private. And so that can just give you an overall, like, what am I balancing between? And it's very much a a good portion of that top and a good portion of that bottom. So that, you know, maybe it is who I am inside versus who I am to the world, how I feel on my own, how I feel with other people, you know, it has that balance between the the dark and the light, you know, what's in Mm. what's shining there. Yeah, her night and her day are are in opposition. That's very interesting. That's a good observation. Yeah, the top of the heart chart and the bottom of the chart. Really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And so you might find that being, you know, more of a left and a right in your chart. And so that's really dealing with you as a person and your inner um I don't want to say inner, more like you as an individual versus how you show up with everybody else around you when you've got that left and right, because you think of that like first house versus seventh house. But this is very much to the world and my inner world. 
Yeah. What you say to yourself versus what you say out loud to other people. Exactly. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you're enjoying it. We wanted to take a brief pause to let you know about Patreon and what we're doing over there. Every week we release extra episodes exclusively to our patrons. We discuss the current astrology and give a weather report of what's to come. We also let loose a little and share how we've noticed the planets are affecting us more personally and globally. If you go over to patreon.com slash the stars made me do it, you'll find that we have three affordable tiers to choose from. If you join our pop star tier for just $3, you get access to these public episodes before anybody else. Every week we release these episodes like the one you're listening to right now early. And if you join our rock star tier for $6, you get these episodes early as well as access to half of our bonus episodes we release every Thursday. So that means you get to hang out with the firestorm a little bit more every other week. Lastly, if you join our superstar tier for $9, you get the works. You get access to the early episodes as well as every week's exclusive astrological weather report. It's a great spot to share what's on your mind astrologically and have you how you've noticed the planets are showing up for you. And if you feel like you don't know enough about astrology to join, don't worry. Many of our patrons feel the same way. But joining us on Patreon, you get to learn so much more about astrology, see how it's affecting you in real time. So go check us out over at patreon.com slash the stars made me do it. Should we move on to the second shape? Let's do it. So the next shape is a bowl. Uh-huh. I don't know why that was so <laughs> yes, funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and a bowl looks like planets fill up half of the chart. So planets mm-hmm. will just be on half of the charts. So that could be right, left, top, bottom, whatever, but just on half of it. And that's yeah. a great example of what we were just talking about with the seesaw, but with concentrated energy, you're not balancing between this side and that side. You are completely filling up one side. And that is something that we can, I feel like we can get into with a, another episode, but I know that, you know, concentrated energy on the left versus concentrated energy on the mm-hmm. right shows up differently. You know, I, often you'll see that a lot of celebrities have so much like concentrated energy on the top of their chart where the whole world is seeing them. And so it does depend on what half of the chart is being taken up by these planets. But yes, like Martha said, the planets are filling up half the chart. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we touched on it in the houses episodes of the Back to Basics series of the different hemispheres, like the Western, the Eastern, the Northern and the Southern, um, and how they all show up differently. And I I actually have an exact bowl chart. And, um, and our example here, Chelsea has an exact bowl chart as well, nearly exact. And basically, like the most important thing to look at in the bowl chart is the two planets on the outer rims of that bowl. And it's sort of like that's the rim of the bowl that's containing the rest of the chart. And also typically in like a very uh, exact bowl chart, those two planets are going to be in an opposition to each other. And then I kind of think of them as like having a like a duel and then all the other planets are like watching and trying to mediate or like instigating or you know like they're all these different characters that are like oh I'm gonna add drama oh no let me like help fix this kind of thing and for Chelsea in her example she's got Mars and Saturn as the rims of her bowl so Saturn is in Pisces opposite Mars in Virgo so you're obviously going to have this like opposition energy those two are very very different from each other and they're trying to make heads or tails of how they can work together and then all of the other planets are also trying to help in their own way or are kind of being a detriment to that opposition as well and with the with the bowl chart with the bowl shape 
there's also a sense that something is missing because all of your planets are in one half of the chart. You're kind of feeling a sense of lack in a way or feeling like you are missing something. Um, this is the chart shape for FOMO, just out of pure life experience <laughs> with this chart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, you're kind of like looking for what's missing. There's a constant seeking. And I think something that's really healing for this bowl shape is like actually living in in the energy of what you do have rather than in the energy of what you don't have and what you're constantly seeking. Ooh. That's interesting. So in the term of FOMO, since it's on the top of the chart, are you FOMO around like external life? And then if it was on the bottom, the bowl, you'd have FOMO about like what people were going yeah, through. Yeah. So internally? Chelsea, as an example, she has everything above literally mm -hmm. all 10 of her planets are above the ascendant. So literally on the top of the chart, Chelsea, are you a celebrity. Are you a celebrity? This Literally. is the perfect chart. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, you know, with all of this up here, she's feeling a sense of lacking privacy and intimacy. I mean, look at that moon mm -hmm. right on the midheaven too, adding to it. There's just like, I'm on display no matter what. Like, even if I try and have my own private moment, I still feel like I'm always on display or I'm always being seen. So there's that sense of lacking that sense of intimacy and privacy with self. And what you can do when looking at a bull chart is to look at the, um, so there's that opposition of Saturn in Pisces, Mars in Virgo, and then everything else is above the chart. You want to look at the halfway point on the side of the chart that doesn't have anything. And this is sort of where they're really pointing all of their seeking energy, what they're looking for, which would be in that Gemini, which would be that fourth house. So again, seeking that privacy, that intimacy, that safety, that comfort and nurturing energy. Hmm. I think it's also interesting for all shapes, but with this shape, it just makes me think of when you have other people come into your life and if they're, you know, you look at your synastry and where their planets show up in your chart, if that could show up as feeling completed in a way, because hmm. other people might, you know, have a lot of placements in areas of your chart that you don't. That's just something interesting that I'm going to dabble in and think about and probably ask you about later, <laughs> Mimi. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I love the idea with bowl shape too of paying attention to those two planets that form the rim. Yeah, which is much easier yeah. to see if you remove all the other asteroids, all the other points, all the other things from the chart. It becomes very obvious which two planets are making the edge of that bowl. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I like I'm 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 constantly sitting with my Venus Jupiter opposition because those are the rims of my bowl. Uh, <laughs> you ever have a moment when you're talking about astrology and you pull yourself out of it and you're like, "What am I saying out loud?" Right yeah, now? Those are the rims <laughs> of my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like that in Taurus and Scorpio, so the constant opposition of uh, stability, solidity, uh, security versus just tear it all down and let's have the deepest, like most cathartic emotional experience and throw everything to the wind, whatever. You know, that's that push and pull. And then all of my other planets are either supporting it or pushing it or challenging it, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. On the and right then, side of the chart. Yeah. And then uh, what, do, what do we have uh, from... 
chat something something Martha I'm, I'm not I'm yeah not maybe that. I should have said it earlier before we got <laughs> into the, like the example but I'm gonna say it just in case someone was waiting for their chat GPT description <laughs> uh the planets within the bowl represents the individual represent the individual's primal focus and energies while the empty half suggests areas of life that might require more effort and attention people with a bowl chart often possess intense concentrated energy and they may excel in the areas related to the planets within the bowl i like i like following up with the description as like a little summary that was nice yeah <laughs> yeah then we don't need a sierra summary look ChatGPT taking jobs away Catherine, oh recap. <laughs> the robots are taking our jobs oh, no. <laughs> all right I'll that's for a different cry episode. with that later yeah okay. no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it though. And um oh and let's just <laughs> not let me think about that too much and move on to the bucket shape, <laughs> aka the funnel shape, which is my shape. So I'm excited to talk about it, obviously. Yeah. And it's like a bowl with a handle that's opposing all the other planets. So if you think of, okay, I have this bowl shape, I found it, but what? Across from all these planets, there's one that's singled out, and that's where all this energy is being concentrated. So mm. in my chart, that energy that's being concentrated is my Mars that's opposing every, like, all that bucket shape that I've got going on in the rest of my chart, which just makes so much sense as I, like, I know that that's the thing that I have to really focus on and work on is, like, that freaking Mars retrograde over there. So <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. want to say this shape kind of looks like a bow and arrow to me. Oh, oh. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I don't know why it's like a funnel or a bucket. Like, it really looks like a bow and arrow to me. So I kind of like Sagittarius because it's just so like, this is my bucket. Here's the <laughs> my bucket. I don't know. I just love it Depends in the context the of astrology. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you had a bullshit. I hope I didn't offend oh, anybody with that accent. I'm sorry, but that's just yeah. how my brain works. I like I like that when we break it down to, you know what this looks like? A bucket. But also, yeah. there's something comedic about the word bucket. Just love the word <laughs> yeah, bucket. Yeah, it's true. What is I, I will say for those who are using the program time passages, it will say that mm. it is a funnel. So that's just another, um, it's the same thing. Good to know. Which, yeah, but, that's also accurate because it a bucket is basically a bowl, a bowl chart shape, but with one thing that's opposing all that half, all that halfway energy. So, like, where with Chelsea's example, I like looked at the midway point of where what the side of the chart that there wasn't anything that midway point is basically if there's a planet there then it's determined your chart shape is a bucket you know it's the handle because it's that energy point that is holding up if you think of it as a bucket when you are holding a heavy bucket you know your hand is feeling all of that weight in the palm Mm -hmm. and like so that planet is holding up yeah, all, doing all the work of the rest of your chart. And so that is <laughs> when you have it's Mars like, retrograde, wait, wait. is that? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, we need to make sure this is being managed. I'll go over on that side of the chart and I'll take care of that. So it, it, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of uh, responsibility on that planet. Yeah, yeah. it's like the project manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm relating way yeah. too hardcore to all this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Sierra's example here is that she's got the second through the eighth house. So like pretty much that top half of the chart, a little bit 
into the south with that second house as the bowl. And then her Mars in Gemini in the sixth house is that handle that's kind of holding it all together, which I think is hilarious because it's like, let's give all the responsibility to your Gemini placement. <laughs> <laughs> that's retrograde. That's yeah, retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, you know that planet for Mars me, that has a lot of energy. keeping it together. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. And it's in your sixth house of routines, you know, so like finding that balance and all of that and finding fun in your routines, finding some like more levity, some because all that Capricorn does already have a sense of responsibility, you know? Yeah. yeah and Gemini is a multitasker. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really feel that though. And like, I feel like in so many of these episodes, I'm like, when I have a routine in place, <laughs> thing, mm-hmm. things are good. But also the minute it gets boring is the minute I stop doing it. So that makes a lot of sense there. But it also makes sense that when you have that concentrated energy for anybody else out there who has the you know, bucket funnel shape, when you have all of that energy on that one placement, you know, if things get out of whack, it's like, whoa, like the bucket's falling, like we're, we're spilling Mm. out. So you really do need to, there is a lot of responsibility there. And it's interesting too, uh, to look at the planets that create that, you know, bowl to then the bucket, which would be like my Mm -hmm. moon and my Jupiter. So those are just, you know, looking at what's carrying all of the stuff inside and then what's really putting the weight on it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Looking at the difference between a bowl and a bucket, because a bowl you have to hold by the rims, whereas a bucket has the option to like, now let's use that handle. Like this is a more productive way to do this. Yeah. It's like a mug. Who actually holds the handle in the mug? Um, I do. Me and Mimi, maybe? (laughs) What? I just know where you stand on this mug issue. You don't hold the cup. (laughs) No. We're blowing Martha's world, drinking out of our mugs, <laughs> holding the handles. Oh, my God. And this is why Martha doesn't have a chart shape. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Martha, um, why don't you tell us about this bucket shape to take away my job of Catmoon Recap? <laughs> a bucket chart occurs when all planets are grouped together within one half of the chart, except for one planet that is isolated on the other side. The solitary planet becomes the handle of the bucket, and it plays a significant role in that person's life. This handle planet represents a focal point of the individual's energy and purpose. People with a bucket chart often possess a strong drive and determination, channeling their efforts towards the qualities and themes represented by the handle of the planet, Mm. the handle planet. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, but I actually have two planets that are the handle. If they're in a tight conjunction with each other, there's that's still a bucket. That's still like one handle because those two planets are working very much in tandem with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. All right. So into the next into the next shape here, which is a bundle. I think this is adorable. So a bundle, (laughs) what it looks like is the planets take up no more than four consecutive houses, basically taking up one third of the chart. This is a rarer chart. We actually don't have an example for this. We do have like a modified bundle that we can talk about, actually, if we want to use Fran for this. Um, But basically, it's that 120 degrees, one third of your chart is the only thing that's activated with the 10 planets. Yeah. And that just, you know, it's a more concentrated version in a way of that bowl because we have such an quote unquote empty area, which There's never an empty part of your chart. Go back and listen to that episode. But, you know, it shows where so much of your concentrated energy is coming from 
is very, very much concentrated in one area of your chart. And normally mm. that is in some sort of quadrant, you know, and you can see uh, is my entire energy focused on me as an individual, as like my service to others, is relationships in my life, is the, you know, the way I show up to the world or however, you know, where that shows up in your chart, you can really, really show up well in that area because you've got all of the, all the people on your team working on the same job in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like really strong team in this one area, in this like quadrant. And so Fran has all like nine out of her 10 planets. So this is where we get into like modified chart shapes, um, where Fran has a modified bundle because it's so close to being a bundle, but she actually also just has like a little bucket all the way opposing everything else in the chart. So she has the 11th house, the 12th house, and the first house, all nine out of 10 planets filling up those houses. So she has really highly concentrated energy when it comes to her uh, like-minded community, to her hopes and dreams, to her spirituality and to her sense of self. And then the handle to that, which is the modification, is her moon and Aries, which, you know, just like is balancing all of that energy of really having like a strong sense of identity and emotional connection to self. And uh, maybe like every now and then an anger problem, but you know, it's not an issue. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like that is like the most ideal handle though you're an aries moon Mm, like strong like strong intuition strong leadership skills not being afraid to be the project manager yeah Mm -hmm. and with those particular houses too because it does have to do with self in or not just with self but the fact that it's aries and it's moon it's like individual feelings and who you are, you're truly deep down and dealing with like, not necessarily spiritual, but the moon is very intuitive. And we've got those mm. chart, you know, that part of the chart definitely taken up there and individual and fiery. It's, it all seems to like be a very good, um, like they work well together. Yeah. Very capable. Yeah. Capable, Super capable. Yeah. Well done. And so that's just like a really good example of how you can modify. And so like, if you're like, oh, I don't have an exact bowl because I have something in Virgo and then something actually in Aries, like if it's close enough by degree, you it's a modified bowl or a modified bucket, a modified bundle. It's, it's exactly like, you know, you could think of it. We've talked about conjunctions before. And when you have one planet and within like around five degrees, you have another planet, but say it's like within seven degrees or eight degrees, it's, you know, it's not maybe technically like that close conjunction, but you've still Mm -hmm. got two planets that are in the same sign that are pretty close to each other. They're, they're sharing a lot of that energy. So even if you do have that modified shape here, maybe it's not as intense as somebody who's Mm -hmm. got the exact shape, but we've still got those energies going on. Yeah, I think that's where the intuition comes when you're reading a chart. It's like, if you feel like they're connecting, then go with it. Trust yourself and what you think and feel. Yeah. So ChatGPT says, a bundle chart takes place when all planets are closely grouped together within a small arc of the zodiac, typically within 120 degrees. This concentration of planets creates a powerful emphasis on particular signs or elements individuals with a bundle chart often display intense and focused qualities related to the dominant planets or signs they may have a single-minded pursuit of their goals and find strength in the specific areas of life represented by the bundle Ugh, my reading skills are warming up i'm getting it now. <laughs> 
yeah, that's single-mindedness. That's something we didn't touch on. Like that is the ability to hyper-focus and to really like have that one area of life be thriving, you know, because you have all of this energy just naturally going towards it. Um, so it can be kind of tunnel visioned, but it can also be super ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next shape is a splash, which splash. I usually really wanted to say that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this yes, looks like planets all around the wheel. No rhythm. Just, just a no splash. No reason. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like an intentional chaos like if you um are like oh then i must have a splash if i don't have any other chart shape i must have a splash it's not the case actually um because it has to have like enough houses being filled up basically and we only have 10 planets and 12 houses so um you know this is a kind of more rare one because finding uh like that even balance all around is is gonna be a little bit harder it makes sense that you know there would be scattered areas of interest and like the whole jack of all trades, master of none, because mm -hmm. you have your energy divided up, but in so many different, almost all of the places of your chart, you, like you, like Mimi said, you can't have all the houses filled because we've only got 10 planets we're talking about here. But if you've got 10 out of 12 houses with something going on, 10 out of 12, you know, signs with something going on, that is a lot of energy in multiple different areas so of course that would make sense that i could dab a little bit here and here and here and here and here and have a little bit of knowledge in a lot of different things mm -hmm. yeah and so our example is samira yeah and she has planets in every single house except for the third fourth seventh and tenth so she's super fold up super fold up <laughs> Super fold up, Samira. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> oh my God, we're on one today. Oh man. But, you know, I would love to hear back too. Like, does it feel like, you know, area, you've got areas of interest in, in many different facets or maybe even whatever, you know, the thing that you really love and focus on, maybe you bring all the different aspects to it. You know, I'm just mm. thinking of like the, the idea of creating a podcast, you know, are you the one who created it, writes the scripts for it, records it, does the artwork for it, publishes like advertises, you know, like that could be all these different like facets for something, or it could really mm. be, I've got this interest and that interest. And I'm the person at work who's overseeing everybody because I know a little bit about all of the topics, you know, and I feel like for a splash chart, it can just be maybe reaffirming too. If you're like, wait, I'm supposed to have one purpose in life. Like I'm mm. supposed to have one thing that I'm into. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're actually supposed to have a lot of different interests. And that's what makes you special. Yeah. That scattered energy is like a power. Yeah. It seems absolutely. very like Gemini. It does very seem kind of Gemini. Yeah. Mutable. Yeah. Mutable. That's a better word. And then ChatGPT says a splash chart occurs when planets are scattered across the zodiac with no concentration, concentrated groupings in any particular quadrant. The planets are spread out widely, occupying a large portion of the chart. This shape symbolizes a person who is open-minded, versatile, and adaptable. Splash charts often in indicate a diverse range of interests and experiences. Individuals with this pattern may have a broad outlook on life and may find it easy to navigate through various situations. Mm. Love that. It definitely yeah, does give beautiful vibes. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot to offer. Yeah. 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 I think of this as kind of well-rounded, which like is mm -hmm. sort of 
different, like very opposite to the scatterbrain energy of a splash too. But I feel like it offers both up. It could, you could feel scattered, but you could also feel like I have a well-rounded, um, like areas of interest of things that pull me in whatever directions. And that could mm-hmm. be, a, you know, that could be good for you. It could be a challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah. So our next one, we've got the splay shape, which can also be known as the tripod shape. And Mm -hmm. it's basically highly concentrated areas of the chart with like stelliums or groups of planets dominating it. So it concentrated pockets almost of your chart. And that's why I think the the tripod word helps me visualize Mm. the splay shape more because you can think it's not just here and there. It's like maybe three different places of your chart that has concentrated energy. And it doesn't have to be a stellium. But that's a great visual. If you think about having three stelliums, that would be a tripod. That would be a splay because you've got this bundle over here, this one and that one. And yeah, so that would it's it's almost like when we have opposition, it's not quite opposition. It's almost like trine, you know, where these these different energies were pulling from a multitude of different energies, but they're still concentrated. It's not from all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they don't have to be in any specific shape. Like if you're thinking they have to be forming a triangle to each other or have to be forming an opposition to each other. It's basically if you have like three clusters of planets that are very concentrated, then that's going to be a splay chart. And our example for this is actually a perfect example. So thanks for coming in clutch right at the end of uh, sending in your chart, Barbara. Um, You have a cluster in the first house, a cluster in the seventh house and a cluster in the 11th house. So you're basically putting all of your eggs in these houses baskets. Love that. Wow. Love that. Her chart is like so beautiful to look at. I know. All the lines are so even. (laughs) Yeah. And look how great, like there, now you can just look at the house themes of the first seventh and 11th houses that's like self relationships networking like major relationship vibes to this and like knowing having a sense of self and finding like unique communities and having like one-on-one relationships from those unique communities stuff like that like that it is a really beautiful chart I wish I could just like Mm -hmm. stick it on here so everyone could see (laughs) I I love that idea thinking back even if it's not like an exact you know trine with that Mm. triangle shape but the idea of a trine is that the energy flows easily to Mm -hmm. one another like wherever that is and if you like what Mimi said with self relationships networking those three are just bouncing back and forth between one another how do I show up as an individual in my relationships how do I show up as an individual in my networks what does my networking bring me as an individual what does my networking bring my relationships what am I really you know like you could just keep going yeah. around and around and <laughs> <laughs> if we never stopped you what would you have done <laughs> yeah. luckily I do have some self-control but did I want to keep going a little part of me did and so <laughs> but you can see how that energy is flowing back and forth because we've got concentrated energies. It's not like there's just that one planet fighting for something. It's like, we've got Mm. a whole team right here. That's like us next, us next. And they're just bouncing back and forth. So it's real. Yeah. It is such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful chart. It's It's like sextals, (laughs) trines, oppositions, and nothing more. It's the most Mm. neat looking chart. I feel like I've ever seen. It's yeah. tidy. Or are you yes. an absolute mess? <laughs> I want to know the answer to this. 
<laughs> I wonder too about the splay, like because there are so many quote unquote empty houses, is there also kind of a sense of missing out on this too? And actually with her chart, it is pretty close to a bowl chart as well, you know, but because they're very concentrated clusters, it's like, it's more rare to find a splay chart. So I would say lean into the splay energy. But if you feel like you really resonated with the bowl energy as well, you know, like Martha said, follow that intuition. But I think that's why that technique you said at the beginning where you were talking about like, just look at the lines on the chart and see mm -hmm. what it looks like. This clearly shows yeah. uh splay not a bull because the lines are so perfectly like lined up so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's like we've got an isosceles triangle not an equilateral so it's not like the trine shape but these energies are mm -hmm. still flowing to one another so <laughs> third grade math teacher coming yeah in. i was just um, gonna say <laughs> okay teacher <laughs> uh, but so yeah ChatGPT says a splay chart happens when the planets are scattered across the chart with no predominant pattern or clustering. There are usually multiple planets in each quadrant of the chart, creating a sense of openness and versatility. People with the splay chart often exhib exhibit a diverse range of interests and talents. They have the ability to adapt to different situations and embrace various aspects of life, making them flexible and well-rounded individuals. Huh, I would not have picked no. that. I would have seen them much more as like being very concentrated people. And when you're a concentrated person, you aren't as palatable as like that more versatile and open energy. And this yeah, is where Cat Moon Recap comes in. And yeah. wins over AI, this is why the robots <laughs> don't get the jobs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think that that like definition seems a little bit too splash to me where it's yeah. a little bit to um you know without concentrated energy whereas what we're talking about here is clearly concentrated energy so i agree about the well-rounded part because you know you have it's not just one part it's not just half of your chart it's not you know you do have uh multiple concentrated energies you know i would think like three-ish you know concentrated energies here um but i would say that they'd be a little more focused Mm -hmm. I think so too. Okay, well. ChatGPT. Wrong. <laughs> 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 well, for our last official shape that we're going to talk about is mm -hmm. the locomotive, which it just makes me happy. Choo choo. It just makes me happy. <laughs> choo choo. Right? Doesn't and, that make everyone think of trains? Is that? Of course. Okay. No? All right. Thank you. Oh, Martha. <laughs> Wait, Martha, are you joking? No one holds the mug by the handle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I live on a different planet. What What do you think of when you think of locomotive besides a train? Nothing. That is literally scratching her head right now. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing. I think of um, loco oco. All right, for all, for all the Canadians <laughs> out there, you let us know what you think so that we know <laughs> we have a more... Uh... I feel like I'm Martha's sorry. our gauge for Canada, but like, is she... no, 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 I'm sorry, Canadians. Um, yeah, locomotive definitely brings, I would say, the majority of the population to train energy. <laughs> and, and you could think of the shape as having a train that's going around the outside. And it's just like, you know, very 
uh, singularly distributed through each house around the outside, taking up nine to 12 houses. So with one third of nine the chart of being- houses, yeah. Sorry, with nine out of the 12 houses with one third of that chart being empty. So it's like a train that's going around your entire chart and it's taking up uh, three quarters of it by going around the outside of your chart. Yeah, exactly. And w- with the locomotive, this is going to be super hard to find. Like that's going to be very rare um, because the nine houses also have to be consecutive. So basically you want to have one quadrant that's totally empty. So a cluster of three houses that has no planets in it. And think about like in astrology, like when we're looking at the sky or looking at the current transits, that it would take a lot for the planets to be doing that. You know, like the sun would have to be in one sign. Every planet would have to be in a different sign. Um, and from what we know, like Mercury can only be in the sign before and after. Venus can only be within two signs of the sun. So it's a very like particular set of uh, circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those things that like Nostradamus and all the ancient astrologers would be like, this is, you know, foretelling this some is the sort portal. of- yeah, the portal of something. And, and it seems yeah. like almost the opposite of when <laughs> that moment in Hercules for any Disney fans out there when like all the planets are aligned and they're like, you know, waiting for this one event to happen. I feel like this is the opposite where it's like, okay, now everything's in something different so we could mm-hmm. take advantage of all those energies. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah, very this rare. is actually where the splay where maybe splay isn't the well-rounded energy that I was kind of thinking it was like locomotive is much more of the well-rounded because they like, they really, to be a locomotive, you really have to have one planet in nine houses in a row. And that is super well-rounded. It would be different from the splash shape because, you know, just by you know, visually looking at it, splash has got a little bit everywhere, but mm-hmm. the locomotive is a lot more, purposeful a lot i just think of it as more organized whereas we're all attached to one another going around the chart it's a lot yeah more yeah purposeful and maybe the planets to look at are like the engine and the caboose you know like those two are really running the show they're running the yeah running the show. with your train <laughs> my train words. knowledge my grandfather used to make trains they're in museums so that's like oh. my legacy <laughs> <laughs> And you should have a locomotive chart. <laughs> Did he have a locomotive chart? Oh my God, that was my immediate next question. <laughs> so ChatGPT says the locomotive chart is characterized by a grouping of planets spread across approximately 240 degrees of the zodiac, leaving one third of the chart empty. The planets from a locomotive-like shape with one planet leading the other in a sequential order. This shape indicates a person who has a clear sense of direction and determined drive to achieve their objectives. The leading planet, often known as the driving planet or caboose engine, engine, sets the tone for the individual's life, pulling the other planets along in pursuit of their goal. Mm. This gives me Taurus vibes. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like we are chugging along. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. They said... um, and by they, I mean, the robots said 240 degrees. So it's kind of the exact opposite of a bundle where a bundle is in just the one third that the locomotive mm. is in the exact opposite, the two thirds. So a locomotive should go out and find themselves a bundle. I know. I'm like, Aww. wait, you complete me. Yeah. yeah, you need a bundle to to um, to ship on your freight train. A yeah. bundle for your caboose. 
<laughs> your caboose. So cute. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah, that's really fascinating. I actually really like this chat GBT um, description of it. For a non-professional astrologer AI, you did okay on this one. Yeah. so then we have a couple others that are like more uh like unofficial actually one of them is just like another name so like the bundle can also be seen as a cluster depending on the software that you're using to pull up your chart could say cluster instead and then there's a fan which is sort of that modified bundle that like we talked about with fran with the fan um (laughs) that it's a bundle and then there's one planet that's the handle and that is technically a fan um but it can also just be coined as the modified bundle and if you think about the fan versus like the bucket i think of you know the the fan is more narrow whereas the bucket has that you know half of that chart that's taken up and then the opposite point some there's a planet on the opposite Mm. whereas the fan is a much more concentrated area that then has uh a planet outside of it more refined it's a more refined I'm bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Love a bucket. So hope you guys got some good out of this. Um, Hope that our scattered teaching style in this episode (laughs) still came and gave you some value. Uh, This is definitely one that like, if it, if it resonates with you, great, take it. And if it doesn't, it's not going to like make or break your astrology education. It's something fun to to take note of when you're looking at charts, when you start to get into it more. It's just, you know, you might find patterns of something. I like realized like that, you know, my husband has a certain shape in his chart when I was going over these things, realized that my mom has this, you know, it's just kind of, mm-hmm. and I have some people, I have, I realized I have a lot of people in my life who have the bowl shape and that's yes. something- yeah, which is there were so many people who gave in their charts and there were so many bowls. So I I had a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yeah. bowls out there. A lot of bowls. <laughs> and yeah. I think that, you know, it's just a it's a fun thing to look into. Like Martha mentioned at the beginning, it's another layer. This isn't going to be something that is going to make or break the astrology, but it could also be something with that intuitive astrology that leads you to have some insights that you never really thought about before. Like just me looking into this and realizing I always knew that I had that bucket funnel shape, but then really thinking about how it's all concentrated on that Mars energy and how in my life at this moment, that seems to be really activated. That's something that I'm really like thinking a lot on and working through. It makes sense that it would hold so much weight for me in my particular shape. So Mm. just let it sink in. It'll come up when it's meant to. And yeah, I mean, like with the bowl chart, I like, you know, looking at the midpoint on the other side of the chart that doesn't have anything. When I go to that midpoint, it's my freaking Chiron on my ascendant, which would explain why it is so important Mm. to me. Like why I do kind of count it as an 11th planet, because it's like, everything that I'm seeking or that I'm looking for, maybe feeling on that I'm missing and need to fill is pointing towards that Chiron, towards that healing aspect. Yeah. So check out your chart shapes. Let us know what you found. Let us know what resonated with you. And I will make sure that we get some images up after this episode comes out. Uh, And also feel free to go ahead and look at that. If you do have a program that you look at your chart on, it will normally say what type of shape that you have. But again, see what's going on with the different housing systems and always check it out yourself because like Mimi said, if Mm -hmm. there's some modified shapes out there, you might find that you resonate with one because it's a very close, close to being one of these shapes. 
And with that, Sierra, why did we talk about shapes today? <laughs> because the stars made us do it. Ah!